Hello and welcome to KCOW and the Post Podcast. I am Alex Benzagala, and today we have a special guest here today. And the gas man, as Mike Gastineau, excuse me, is our guest as we are celebrating the 75th anniversary here at KCOW. So first, Mike, it's great to have you on. And, and I know you worked here in Alliance uh, uh, quite a long time ago, but I know there are still people around town that still remember your name and still remember your your great work here. So how about first, how are, how is, how are things and how about a little update? What's going on in your, in your world right now? Well, Alex, thanks for having me on. In 75 years, happy birthday to KCOW. I, I'll tell you how long ago it's been since I worked there. I got there the year they were celebrating their 35th anniversary, and they were pretty proud of that, as they should have been. And now up to 75, it's amazing. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm, I guess, semi-retired, I'd say. I, I left radio full-time. I, yeah, so I, I left uh, Alliance and moved to Virginia and worked, uh, uh, did games for James Madison University for several years. And then left there and moved to Seattle and, and kind of got in on the, at that point in 1991, the new idea of sports talk radio. And I worked in Seattle uh, full-time from 91 until 2012. And then I did some part-time work for a few years. But I left radio in 2012. I wanted to do some writing, and I've done uh, published four books since then and, and, and really enjoy that side of the business as well. Still love radio and, and like to contribute whenever I can. But uh, that's kind of the thumbnail. I'm not doing anything uh, of much substance in broadcasting now, and I'm kind of focusing on my writing and, and, and what I like doing with that. But uh, I, I took an awful lot of what I learned in uh, in just under three years in, uh, in Alliance and, and applied it to what was a very fun and rewarding career for me. And, and Mike, I got to ask you this because I get asked this all the time as we talked off air. I'm a kid from a, a smaller town an hour south of Seattle in Gig Harbor, a town I know you know well because you've 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 covered the whole area for a long time and, and then you still live in Seattle if I'm not mistaken. Right. Or in that area. Yeah. Um, yeah. so, so people have asked me all the time, Hey, how did you end up, you know, in Alliance? Uh, how did you get yeah. to uh, Alliance, you know, in your young career? I, uh, I was working. So I graduated from Indiana university in 1982 and kind of through a friend and a contact, I got a job in of all places, Bozeman, Montana. I'd never been there. But uh, uh, I met the guy who ran the radio station there, and he he tried to talk me out of being on air. He wanted me to be in sales because radio, you can never have enough salespeople out there trying to make the station money. Uh, and I wanted to get a job in radio. My, my philosophy was if I can get in the door, you know, that's the most important thing. So I sold radio for a year. I didn't like it, and I wasn't very good at it. Um, but I had some people uh, there that were kind of encouraging to me to get on the air, and and. Uh, I don't know if you remember the old trade publication, Radio and Records, and it would come every Friday, and they'd have a huge list of classified ads of radio stations looking for talent. And uh, KCOW placed an ad. They, they were looking for a sports broadcaster who would move there, and uh, I, I sent uh, you just sent them a resume blind with a, you know, a tape and, and, and what I had done. And a guy named Jim Camerzel was running the radio station at that time, and he called me and hired me, and I, I moved to Alliance again, sight unseen. I'd never been there, and uh, I'd never lived in a town. I mean, Bozeman was, you know, 25,000 people and a, a pretty big university, Montana State University. I'd grown up in Indianapolis. I'd never been in a town of 8,000 people on the plains, uh, and it was, a, it was a real shock to me, and in, mainly in good ways. Some in, you know, like, oh, wow, what's this all about? But 
it was a big different thing for me. But I, I got a job through a classified ad of all things, and uh, and 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 it was a huge break for me because it allowed me to do a lot of things and 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 take advantage of KCOW's incredibly powerful stand. Uh, uh, in the community, uh, how beloved the radio station was and is to this day. You know, radio in towns of that size is such a lifeline to the community. It's it's critical to have it. And I didn't appreciate that when I got to Alliance, and I really appreciated it by the time I left. And certainly in the rearview mirror, I, I filtered a lot of what I did through the idea of how important radio is to a community. And Mike, you know, at, at, at a small town station, you kind of have to do a little bit of everything. I'm doing play-by-play and news writing and things like, er, and, and reports and things like that. What type of things were you doing? Were, were you also the voice of the Bulldogs for a couple of years? Uh, any, any, any insight on that? I was, I was the voice of the Bulldogs, the Bobcats, and the Crusaders. We did uh, Alliance High, Hemingford, and, uh, and, and St. Agnes. Uh, basically, when I, when I got there, uh, Jim told me, you can do anything you want sports-wise. Any, anything you want that doesn't cost us a ton of money, you can do. He goes, but I need you to do these things. There's a show we have called Open Mic. You've got to do that. And I'm like, all right, I, I know I can talk to people. That's a, a strength of mine. And he says, and then after that, you've got a three-hour DJ shift. Alex, I'd never DJed in my life. <laughs> For some reason, I'd, I'd gone through radio, and I, mean, I wanted to be a sports broadcaster. I, mean, I love music, but I had never been interested in being a DJ. I wanted to be a, bro- a sportscaster. So I said, oh, okay, sure. So the first time in my life I ever DJed was at like 10 o'clock in the morning, uh, the second day I was in Alliance after I'd hosted open mic for the first time. So I was really learning by the seat of my pants. Uh, but you're right. You, you, you had to do a lot of things. You had to do production. You, uh, you, you know, you ended up helping. I don't want to say I help ran the station, but I mean, you know, it's a small business, so everybody gets a little input into things. And 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 that I, again, that was something I didn't appreciate when I got there, and I really appreciated it by the time I left. That I, I got to kind of put my finger in the pie and really get an idea of okay, what's what's this about? What's that about? And and, and learn a lot of things. Absolutely, our guest here. This afternoon is Mike Gastineau, longtime Seattle sports writer, author, and radio broadcaster as well. We are talking about KCOW celebrating 75 years of our hometown station here in Alliance. Well, we talked a little bit about, about you know, you broadcasted some games. What are like a, a memory or two or, or some things that really stand out from your time in Alliance, Mike? There's a couple things that stand out. I mean, first, anybody who was there at the time I was there from, I was there from uh, uh, like September of 84 until September of 86. Um, the first thing that would jump to anybody's mind is the 1984-85 Alliance High girls basketball team. They went 22-1. and They were the top-ranked team in the state for a lot of the year. They lost in the state tournament, which was one of the, the, the most heartbreaking defeats I ever recall covering. Uh, they had a player named Amy Stevens, who I know is a legend in Alliance, and people know her. And, and I used to say, if, if, if what you're saying is true, Alex, if you used to actually uh, uh, listen to me when you lived out in Seattle as a kid, you probably heard me say that the best shooter I ever saw in basketball at any level, and I think it to this day, was Amy Stevens. She was unbelievable. She averaged 38 points a game in, in a, a time when there wasn't a three-point shot in high school basketball. I mean, she was just – and she had good teammates. There were a lot of good players on that team. Uh, Val Jan Sandy, who I stay in touch with a little bit to this day, was their coach. And it was just a fun team to watch. They were just, a, they were a great defensive team. Amy went on and had one of the great careers in, in University of Nebraska history, and she was a coach for many years. 
But that would be what would jump to my mind first. And just the way the town, you know, just really. And, and again, you, you look at the stride that, that girls and women's basketball, the strides that the sport has made since then. And, and it was hardly the dark ages of it, 1984. It had been around for a while. But, I mean, watching the town embrace that, I, I'd never seen that before with the women's side of the sport or the girls' side of the sport. And, um, you know, there were sellouts. Uh, people were going on the road to watch them play. I mean, because they were a really good team. Uh, and, and I've always thought, you know, if, there, if there's one thing, if, if a broadcaster could ever have influence, which they can't, but uh, if I could wave a wand and change one thing in the stuff I've watched over the years, uh, maybe there'd be two. Maybe I'd have the Sonics beat the Nuggets in 1994 because I think they would have gone on and won the NBA championship if that had happened. But I'd, I'd have Alliance win the state title that year because they were certainly worthy and they just they picked a bad day to have a bad day. But that team jumps out. I remember, I think it was, I can't remember which year one of the years I was there, uh, uh, covering a high school football playoff game at Alliance High School. I think it was against, is it, is it Papillon La Vista? Is that the school that was out of Omaha? Anyway, they come out to Alliance, and they were belly aching about having to come all the way out to Alliance to play a playoff game. And uh, the weather forecast was, was bad. It was like there's going to be super big winds and a storm's coming. So the game kicks off at Alliance High about 1 o'clock in the afternoon. And the, I remember the wind was over 50 miles an hour. It was sunny, but the wind is just, it was just really, you know, you couldn't pass the football. High school quarterback isn't going to be able to pass through that. Uh, and and uh, Alliance lost that day. And by the end of the game, it was cloudy, and then the wind was still whipping, and again, there was a storm coming. I pack up the equipment. I drive up 20 miles up the road to Hemingford, and Hemingford's playing Grant High School that night uh, in, in a playoff game. And I, I want to say, I think, I think kickoff of the Alliance game, the air temperature was like 48 degrees or something, and by the time the Hemingford game kicked off, there were snow flurries. It wasn't snowing like crazy, but there was snow in the air, and it was something like 15 degrees. Seven hours later, the temperature had dropped 30 degrees, and, 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 and it was a great football game. I don't remember the score of that one. Grant won, and it was a close one. It was just a terrific, well-played football game. So I remember that. And then another thing that isn't really uh, pertinent to Alliance, but I wouldn't have seen it unless I was living in Alliance, I went and covered the state uh, uh, track and field championships one year. And they, you know, in the, in the press box, they give you a little media guide. And this is 1985 or 1986. And I'm looking down at the state records, and next to the record for the 100-yard dash, it says uh, 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 the, the name of the guy who holds the record in 1986 is G. Sayers. <laughs> he set the record in like 1961 for Omaha Central High School. I'm thinking, how great an athlete was Gail Sayers? He set a record in the 100. That, that, I'm sure somebody's broken it probably by now, but it was almost 30 years old at the time I saw it. It was stunning to me to think that that could still be the record. So. I remember in Alliance and throughout the entire state of Nebraska how much people love high school sports. I never lived in a place that, that, where that was more prevalent. I, mean, I grew up in Indiana, and certainly high school basketball there is big, and football's gotten bigger over the years. But in Nebraska, it was just, you, you know, the whole state would be interested in what's going on on Friday night in football, and then as you got into basketball, what's happening on Friday and Saturdays. and uh, That was a real neat experience for me. And, you know, two other quick memories that tie to Alliance would be, and again, kind of back to the power of, of KCOW and, and the, the strength in a community. Alliance had a game against Shadron. I think it was a playoff game, maybe. And we had everybody we could think of in Alliance come in and cut little 15-second kind of cheerleader promos, 
you, you know, for, for the, you know, go Bulldogs, you'll beat Shannon. This is so-and-so from this store. This is the chief of police, or this is the, you, who, you, you know, people from all over the town came in and, and just, we, we just built so much excitement around the game. And I remember driving up to the game that night, there was just a caravan of cars going up to Shadron to watch the game. And again, it, it impressed upon me how powerful radio can be. And then to close this where I began at that, that 85 uh, girls team that was so good, we set up a thing for them where you know, they left uh, for a, like a six-hour bus ride over to Lincoln or a five-hour bus ride over to Lincoln for the state championships. And, and they took off and we waited. Uh, we'd set all this up. We waited till we knew the bus would be out of radio range and then we started doing a thing where we encouraged people to go. We, we'd set up a thing where you could send a telegram to the team. And, uh, and I remember when and I was with the team, actually, when we got to Lincoln, uh, the, the day of the first game, like they, they delivered them. And there, there was, you know, I don't know, there were a couple thousand telegrams. And that, that really impressed the, the mm-hmm. girls. Because you know, not everybody could go to Lincoln for the game, but everybody could go send a telegram. And, again, just I, 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 it, was, it was a couple thousand. Because I remember thinking it's like almost one in every four people in our community sent a telegram. That's remarkable. I, I remember that, uh, again, as a, an indicator of what, what radio can be at its very best in terms of uniting a community. That is so special, Mike, and just a lot of great moments and memories that I know there are people at home that probably are are reminiscing and thinking about those as well. So that is awesome. One last question for you before I let you go, Mike. Um, We do have a scholarship, a KCOW scholarship um, for students that are interested in broadcasting. And and, and I'm just I'm wondering, you know, if you have any advice for 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 students or young people who are interested in this field and, and are, are thinking about becoming broadcasters or journalists, any advice for them? You know, the business has changed so much. It, it, in, in some ways, it's tougher to get into because there's not as many radio stations as there used to be. There's not as many newspapers, certainly, as there used to be. That being said, small town, medium town newspapers and radio stations do all the things that I was just talking about. They're, they're, they're critical to a community. So getting to work at one of those, you'll, you'll learn a lot about the business. Uh, stay with it. it, it you know, it, the, it, the number of people who you talk to who kind of think they're going to start at the top, and occasionally I guess that happens, but get into it and then stick with it because that was where I felt I had success was I just kept plowing ahead. I wasn't making much money. I wasn't making much headway in my own mind in my career, but all of a sudden, you know, you're in the right place at the right time and some good things can happen. So, you know, the, the, the main thing, and it's probably true with any job is just stick with it. You, you, it's not going to be my, my, my mom had a, a great saying that stuck with me my whole life. She said, you know, if it was fun, they wouldn't call it work. <laughs> and, 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 and radio is a lot of fun, but it's a lot of work too. And there's going to be days where you'd go, I don't want to do this anymore, but just stay with it. Cause every job's like that. You know, every job has a day where you're like, I don't ever want to do this again, but you do it because that's how you're going to get ahead. So it's, um, uh, that, that's the, the main thing I'd say to somebody who wanted to get in it. And again, there's so many great, you know, I'm, I'm friends, uh, uh, good friends with, uh, Hunter Arterburn who runs, uh, for flood communications, runs KSID down in Sydney, and you could say all the same things I'm saying here about that station. It's a critical part of that station's, of that community's life. I mean, that it's a lifeline to the community for everything that's happening in Sydney. Same thing as KCOW Alliance. Same thing as, as a lot of the towns out in the western part of the state. And you know, it, it's a, it's a very rewarding thing to get into. And if if you, if you end up in a great situation like I did at KCOW, it stays with you for the rest of your life. I'm, I'm talking about stuff to you. I didn't look any of this up. I mean, this is just all stuff I remember 
40 years later because it had a, a big impact on me. Absolutely, Mike. And I know you had a big impact here in Alliance, here at the radio station and in town as well, even though it's been a long time. But, you know, it's it's been great to have you on, talk about the past. And again, you know, we're just, uh, we were so blessed blessed to have a lot of great broadcasters throughout the years here at KCOW to help make things happen. So I uh, appreciate your time here today. Alex, I, I really, uh, it's delightful to spend some time with you, and I, I'm very flattered that you'd think of including me in this. And happy birthday, KCOW, 75 and, and still going strong. I hope we're all here for the 100th and we can get together again. Absolutely. I'll let you go, Mike. Again, hope you have a great day. Thanks, Alex. That is the guest man, Mike Gastineau, longtime sports broadcaster, sports writer, and author. This has been a interview here on KCOW and the Post podcast celebrating the 75th anniversary on KCAL.